0: Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what is up, thinkers? Welcome back to another episode of the Filter It Through Brain Cell podcast, where you get a little bit smarter every time you listen. I thought I'd start off uh, with this comment that a listener left on a thread on Facebook. This one is from Holly. She said, I just wanted to say that my children and I are enjoying your podcast. My one daughter groans when we start the podcast, but before she knows it, she's getting involved and bringing up things that she learned. I really love that the format is geared toward a kid level. I've been looking for something apologetics-related for my kids to listen to, and this is a great start. Okay, so first of all, I had to chuckle about her daughter groaning because that's exactly what mine would do. But it makes me so happy to hear that you're listening as a family and learning how to recognize good and bad thinking. And yes, I believe critical thinking is foundational to good apologetics because how can you refute an argument if you can't even recognize it, if you don't even know what's wrong with the argument that somebody is making? So That is super cool. And thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in homeschooling, and uh, right now a lot of people are trying to figure out, what are we going to do this fall, right? What are we going to do? It's coming up on summertime. What are we going to do? Well, Classical Conversations offers a proven program built around local communities of families who are all walking the same path together. You can learn why over 45,000 families trust CC with their homeschooling journey by visiting classicalconversations.com forward slash Gibbons. That's G-I-B-B-E-N-S and get all the details. Plus, you get two free downloadable books when you fill out the form there. So our family has loved this program, and I'm so happy to share it to you and so grateful that they're sponsoring this podcast. Okay, guys, let's dive into today's new fallacy. This is called the Gish Gallop. So Gish as in Fish, but with a G and gallop like the thing that the horse does, because you might be wondering, what is she saying? Okay, the gish gallop happens when someone is trying to make an argument by overwhelming the other person with a huge amount of arguments or a huge amount of facts, some of which are not good arguments or not even true, and they don't give the other person a chance to respond. Then they say that because they didn't or couldn't respond to all of them, they clearly don't have a good argument. Now, the Gish gallop is more of a debate tactic than a fallacy, but again, it leads to bad thinking, so I feel like it's important to teach it to you. From what I learned, the term Gish gallop was coined in 1994 and was named after a man named Dwayne Gish. Dwayne Gish was an American creationist, and in debates about creationism versus evolution, Gish was accused of speaking extremely fast in an attempt to make it almost impossible for his opponent to be able to respond to the points he was making. So the speaking fast is where the gallop part of the name comes from. I feel like this technique could be named appeal to sheer quantity or proof by verbal vomit, (laughs) right? It'd be a funnier name anyways. But we're going to go with gish gallop. So it's a little hard to give you examples of this tactic on a podcast like this because it's typically used in a live debate or in a conversation and it would take me a long time to say all the things. But let me try to give you some examples of how it's learned. Um, Okay, so you sometimes will see the gish gallop, if, if you see it in written form, a lot of times it will look like someone posting a really long list of bullet points written in a very terse factual sounding way and then summing up with a certain conclusion that they're hoping everyone accepts. And to refute this type of a post would require massive amounts of writing or typing just because of the sheer number of arguments being presented. And I've also seen this tactic happen in videos and reels on social media. It's very easy to fill up a screen with lists of 75 reasons why breathing fresh air is bad for you. And the sheer number of reasons can make it seem like it's a good argument. But really? I don't care how many arguments you come up for why breathing fresh air is bad for you. It still probably doesn't make it a good argument, right? But if you can overwhelm the people with so many arguments that they can't even answer back, it can make it seem like you've won. Now, the gish gallop usually has two components. Number one, the speed of the arguments being made. It's like they're spewing them out of a fire hose um, one after another in rapid succession with no breaks in between. And then the second component is the quality of the arguments. Typically, someone who's using this tactic doesn't always have strong arguments. So they'll use a lot of half-truths, weak arguments, or maybe even just plain filler language or lies to make their point. And the problem with this technique is that A, they're not making a good argument and B, it's just flat out rude. It's not a good conversation if you're not giving the other person the opportunity to reply or to defend their position. Now, the reason people commit the Gish Gallop is because they want to look good. they want to look and sound authoritative, incredible. They may have weak evidence to back up the argument so they think if they can just overwhelm the other person and not give them the opportunity to reply, well then that means they won. And the hard thing is that usually the person says so many wrong things that to correct them would require a three-part block of instruction explaining what's actually true. It takes it usually takes takes a lot of time to address the falsities and half-truths that are spewed out during a gish gallop, and a lot of times it can look like the person committing it won, because the audience often falls for it. They'll think, wow, this guy's really smart. He has so much evidence, and the other guy can't even respond to it, so clearly the argument must be correct. No, it doesn't mean that at all. The argument can be full of errors and lies, but the fact that the other person doesn't have time to refute those arguments doesn't mean they're true it's a lot, right? So this one makes me think of the verse Proverbs 10, 19, that says this, when words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is wise. So you've probably seen the gish gallop happen in political debates, and I've seen it often in political hearings. In fact, I just watched a video of a recent political hearing where this exact same thing happened. The Person was spewing question after question after question and every time the other person would try to answer, he would cut him off and interrupt him and spew more questions. And it just it was so annoying. It's completely annoying. I had to turn it off. I thought I don't want to listen to this. This is this is nonsense. You know, so this is what this is what it'll look like. There'll be a political hearing right into a particular topic, and the person being questioned is flooded with questions and hardly can answer. And the the idea is to make it seem like the person doesn't know what they're talking about or doesn't have a good argument simply because of the sheer amount of questions being hurled at them, and the lack of time to be able to reply. And it's rude. It makes the person committing the gish gallop look like an arrogant, impatient person. It's not a good look and it's definitely not a good argument strategy. So if you're on my email list today, I'll be sending out an email with some links to videos where you can see the gish gallop in action. It's annoying, a little bit funny. Um, Anyways, but there's a little plug to get on my email list because I like to send out examples from some of these fallacies. You can get on uh, my email list. Just go to filterthroughbraincell.com and click on contact. So anyways, the question, I'm going to actually give you two different questions for this one. The question to ask yourself, if you see someone committing the gish gallop is this. Is it really true that the other person doesn't know how to respond or are they just not being given the opportunity? Okay, so that's question one. And then number two, if someone is using this tactic on you, here's what you can say. You've made a bunch of claims here, some of which are false and I'll need to go through one by one to be able to address them appropriately. So the way that you address it is you have to call it out. You have to say, you've committed the gish gallop, right? You say, you just threw a whole bunch of stuff at me and it's going to take me a hot minute to go through and address every single one of them. So just call out what they've done. Don't let them get away with it. All right, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you'll no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter it through a brain or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filter it through brain and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review and share this podcast with